peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. It's been an angry week in America this week, huh? A little, a little rough. I'm reading the news and it reminds me of a, going to a, like a Thanksgiving meal where no one wants to be there. You know, you ever been to one of those meals? I have, right? So you show up and they're like, there's two sisters who've been, who are fighting over something they've been fighting over for the past two, ten years, right? And then the one cousin shows up with the guy she's married to that nobody likes and he just makes rude comments throughout the whole day. And then the, someone burns a Thanksgiving turkey and everyone's in a bad mood all day long. That was America this week. It's a rough week. And, and, and in the midst of all the uh, accusations and counter-accusations and noise, there's one viewpoint I have not heard at all. And you know what it is if you've been following along with the sermon series. Because we're covering the Lord's Prayer, right? And we're covering each petition in the Lord's Prayer. And the petition we're covering this week is... Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Remember when I was talking about thy will be done? I said it was the second hardest petition to pray in the Lord's Prayer. Guess what the first is? Yep, we hit it. Perfect week for it. Woo! This is great. And some of you are a little mad at me right now. And, and that's okay. That's okay. Because um, I, I love you. I, I really do. Um, I have three great joys in my life. And first is just being a, a child of God by His grace. And then the second is just being a, a husband and a father. And the third is, is just the, the joy of, and privilege of, of being your pastor. And so I love each and every one of you. And, and because I, I love you, we're going to talk about hard stuff because we, we can do that together. And we're going to wrestle with God this morning. And we're going to wrestle with His Word uh, because His Word is really, really clear. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Did I really pray that? Oh, Lord Jesus, help. And so we're going to wrestle with that today. Okay? Um... We're going to agree on some real central core truths first before we get started here. The first central core truth we're going to agree on is this, is that racism is evil. It's not just wrong, it's, it's evil. We can all agree on that. And I think we can all agree that the Bill of Rights and the First Amendment have some really good ideas in there, and we should probably honor them and uphold them. We can agree on that too, right? Okay, that was easy stuff. Now we move forward to the hard stuff. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. How can you forgive someone that you hate? How can you do it? I'm not even just talking about ab abhorrent and dangerous beliefs. I'm talking about someone who has really hurt you. How can you forgive someone you can't stand? And I wish we could avoid the question. I wish we could just say, you know what, it's, it's one of Jesus' things that he talks about. It's not that big a deal. Let's just move on. He talks about it a lot. He talks about it in our readings that we had from the, the New Testament, the Gospel reading. He even talks about one of his parables. It's, we call it the parable of the unmerciful servant. 
And in this parable, Jesus says there's this guy, and this guy owes his boss $10 million. And the boss comes up to this guy and says, I want my $10 million back. And the guy says, I don't have it, and I'm never going to have it. And the boss says, I forgive you. He eliminates the debt. And then later on that same day, this guy comes across another coworker who owes him a thousand bucks. And he says to the coworker, pay me what you owe me. And the guy says, I, I don't have it. Please be patient with me. And the guy says, no, I'm going to have you thrown in jail until you pay me my thousand dollars. Well, the boss hears about this. The boss grabs the guy who he forgave the $10 million debt, has him thrown in jail. And then he says this. This is how God will treat you unless you forgive others. Yikes. Speaking, receiving Jesus as Lord and Savior, receiving his grace, your life, receiving his forgiveness, receiving his mercy is, is, is easy. Following Jesus is hard. Because Jesus says stuff no one else says. God's kingdom is completely different from the kingdom of this world. And following Jesus is hard. And so today I'm going to preach on this and I'm preaching on our weakness. This is not something I'm great at. It's, it's not. Um, I struggle here. And so if you have any ideas for me, share them with me this week. I would love to hear them because I need to. But I do want to share with you just a little bit of, of what I've learned through my struggle. And so um, we're going to talk about how to forgive. And the first part is this, is that when you're trying to forgive someone, the first thing to do is don't try to feel forgiven. Don't try to feel forgiven. Have, has anyone ever said that to you? Well, you just, you just got just to let it go. You just got to let it go. You're like... I'm not going to let it go. <laughs> I can't let it go. I can't feel forgiving someone. No matter The harder I try to be understanding or compassionate or put myself in their shoes, the more I try to do that, the more angry I get. Because if there's something I can't control, I get angry at it. Because I'm a dude and that's how it works. My wife says I have two emotions, happy and angry. Like, there's, that's it. Like, I get mad. I'm super happy. I'm now mad. I'm happy. I'm mad. I mean, I have no other emotions. Uh, I'm emotionally constipated. I'm very sorry. <laughs> but I can't, when, I, when I'm, I'm trying to forgive someone, I can't feel forgiving towards that person. And the harder I try, the worse it gets. Let it go. Let it go. No, I'm not letting it go. So that's the first part. The second part is this. You forgive. And when I say that, what I, what I mean is you release any claim to revenge or retribution. You release any right you have to get them back. You release that. You forgive. That does not mean you don't pursue justice. Because sometimes there's a time when, you know, you, you can forgive someone and, and call the police. If they leave the toilet seat up too often, don't call the police, right? But 
if it's that type of sin, that type of seriousness, you can forgive someone and also seek justice. You can forgive someone and set appropriate boundaries saying, I forgive you, I'm not going to put myself in a place where you can do that to me again, but I'm going to release any right I may have for revenge or retribution. And that when I speak of this situation to people around me, I put the best construction on everything. As hard as that is. And I can do that. I can do that. I stop obsessing about ways to get the person back. Now forgiveness is more than just not seeking revenge. But it starts there, and that's the action you can do. It's not a feeling you have to try to control. So you forgive. You let go of any right for revenge or retribution. The third is this. Jesus forgives you. When you're struggling with forgiving someone, the best thing you can do is know that Jesus forgives you. The best thing you do is just come to church and we start every service saying, Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner. Lord Jesus, I need forgiveness. Lord Jesus, I have sinned against you and against lots of other people. Maybe that, not that person, but lots of other people, Lord Jesus, I've sinned against. And I need your forgiveness. And we receive that forgiveness in the words of God. We receive that forgiveness in his body and blood, his supper. We taste and see that the Lord is good and forgiving. We say, okay, I'm just going to rest in God's forgiveness for me. The next part's really close to it, and that's to rejoice in Jesus' forgiveness for you. See, Jesus tells that parable about the guy who owes the boss $10 million, a sum he could not pay back in multiple lifetimes. And the boss says, it's okay, I got it, I got it, I'll forgive you. But the message of the parable is clear that when we sin against God, we rack up that debt. And it's a debt we rack up daily. Every selfish thought, every lustful attitude, every prideful thought, every snide inner comment, God sees. It's a sin against Him. Imagine, if you will, that there was a way that they could plug into your brain and that everything you thought was projected on a screen for everyone around you to see at all times. How many friends would you have at the end of the week? Right? In my household, it'd be me and the dog. That's, that would be it. I mean, I, they would see everything. They'd be like, God, this guy's so anal. Forget him. Right? And I have two dogs, right? The brown dog would bail on me because the dog pees on me and I can't stand that dog. And I think horrible thoughts about that dog all the time, right? The brown dog would bail. The black dog would be like, okay, I'm good. I'm good. Whatever you want, I'm good, right? Because dogs are awesome and they're a gift from God, right? But imagine, imagine every thought you had was projected on a wall. How many friends would you have at the end of the week? And Jesus sees it all. And loves you still. Jesus knows you better than you know yourself. 
and loves you still. See, to rejoice in Jesus' forgiveness is to see us for who we really are. And when we see ourselves for whom we really are, we get to see Jesus and all his grace and his mercy for all he really is. And he really loves you. And he really forgives you. And he really cares about you. And you are, because of his blood on the cross, his. Amen? Jesus, rejoice in Jesus' forgiveness for you. And then allow Jesus to heal you. Allow Jesus to heal you. Because after someone hurts you, it's devastating. And there's a lot of brokenness there. And Jesus is going to heal you. He's going to heal you in a couple different ways. He's going to heal you by restoring your identity. He's going to heal you by restoring your identity. Because you are more than a victim. You are not forgotten. You are a redeemed child of God, loved by a gracious Savior. That's who you are. By the grace of God, that's who you always be. When you're broken, Jesus will heal you, and he'll do it first by restoring your identity as a beloved child of God, redeemed by a gracious Savior. The second thing he'll do is he'll restore your security. Oftentimes when we're hurt or sinned against, we, we question the future, right? We're like, how am I going to survive? How am I going to continue after this, right? And Jesus is going to restore your security. He's going to walk with you through those hard times and say, I'm going to get you through this. I'm going to get you through this. I'm going to provide daily bread for you. It may be different from what it looked like before, but your identity was not in what that person was to you. Your identity was not centered on that person's relationship with you. Your identity is centered on who Jesus Christ is and what he's done for you. And because of that, it's going to restore your identity. And through it, it's going to restore your security. So allow Jesus to heal you. And the next part is asking Jesus to help you forgive. This is different from trying to feel forgiving. Because this is a prayer you can pray even when you don't want to. <laughs> and to say, Lord Jesus, I don't know how I'm going to forgive this person. I don't know if I even can. But you can work that in me, Jesus. You can do it. I'm going to allow you. It's very different from trying to feel forgiving. That may work for some of you. If you're, you have a wide range of emotions, you may be able to do that. I can't do it. But maybe you can. And so instead I pray, Lord Jesus, remind me of your incredible forgiveness for me. And work in me to be able to forgive. So there's sometimes when I pray, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trust pass against us, and in my head I think, and help me get there. I'm not quite there yet. But by your power, I know I will be one day. So Lord Jesus, help me get there, please. Because you love and care for me. 
The last part's this. You forgive. And you actually mean it this time. And when that happens, it's absolutely incredible. In my own personal experience, it happens without even knowing it. I'll, I'll run into that person and my blood pressure won't go up and my anxiety doesn't go up. And I'm like, oh, I was calm. I was actually able to say hello and how are you doing and, and actually mean it. I think I've forgiven this person. God, how'd you do that? That was amazing. It's amazing. See, they say that unforgiveness is like letting someone live in your heart rent-free. And it is. And when you're able to get to that point, when God brings you to that point, there is a huge burden lifted. It's as if you've been carrying a deadlifting for 100 pounds and just walking around with 100 pounds on your shoulders. And then one day, it's 50 pounds. And then one day it's 20, and the next day, sometime later, it's gone. And you're able to look back and say, wow, Jesus, what you did was really cool there. You enabled me to forgive. See, Jesus calls you to forgive because he has forgiven you of so much. And he says, if we're going to be a people who receive grace, we also must be a people who share grace. But the other reason Jesus commands you to forgive is because that's what Jesus has done for you and Jesus knows the power of forgiveness. Jesus knows the liberating power of forgiveness and he wants that in your life. So that no longer do you have to carry the burden of anger or hatred or resentment. Say, Lord God, I'm going to leave that at your cross. I'm going to leave that at your cross because I get to leave everything at your cross, Jesus. I get to leave everything there and you take care of it for me. And that's when Jesus says, the Son sets you free. You are free indeed. He's not just talking about the sin that he's freed you from, but he's also talking about the sin that other people do against you that he wants to free you from as well. Jesus Christ sets you free. Free to be forgiven, free to live joyfully and confidently in his love, and free to forgive. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, of, of all the things you teach in your word, I, I think this is the hardest. And Lord God, um, all of us are in that place. If we're not in this place right now, Lord, we've been in it in the past, uh, and we will be in the future. That's just guaranteed for this world, Lord God. We, we all need you. We all need your forgiveness, and we all need your uh, grace upon us so that we might be sharers of your grace. So, Lord God, for, for those here who are struggling right now, and they're looking at that list and going, it, it, it's too huge, it's, it, it's impossible. Lord Jesus, I, I pray simply this, that your grace might overwhelm 
us. That your forgiveness might break down walls. wash us clean, Lord, that we might just rejoice and rest in that.